This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to The Alter Tapes, a weekly podcast where we watch an alter short and then a rotating series of co-hosts talk about it. I'm Joe, and I'm joined by the one and only Kat. Hi, Kat. Hey, hey Joe. I'm, okay, so obviously you can't see my face, but mm-hmm. I'm smiling real hard because I love... <laughs> I feel like every time you and I get on the mic, we're always like, hey, and we wave and then we realize, oh, it's an audio only medium. Never mind. (laughs) I hate it here. This will change. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, so Kat, we have picked a dandy of a short to talk about today. We are going to massacre a bunch of names because this is Norwegian, but we are watching Simon Matthew Valentine's Tisselboo. That's what I landed on. Okay, yeah, that's what we'll go with. So the logline, folks, if you have not watched this, it's a bit of a lengthier short. It's about 17 minutes. I would strongly recommend this because Mm -hmm. I was enthralled. But uh, logline is a young urban couple, Carl, who is played by Sajur Vatney Breen, and Santa, who is played by Sasha Slongesol Balgobin are on a working holiday and they hope to connect with nature at Tisselbu Farm, a primordial power then comes into play, changing them both forever. And Kat, I'm going to kick it over to you immediately because I suggested this, you know, I sort of jumped through it like I do with most shorts and just said, this looks interesting. It's giving me folk horror vibes. And then I punched it over to you. And then we both just sent each other like, my mouth is hanging open. What the hell is going on? What is this short? Yeah, no, exclamation point to all the things. Because, okay, so I love all the altar shorts. We're going to start there. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like every single one is its own little fun journey. And I'm yeah. tuned all the way in. This one was one of the newer ones. I have not had a chance to see it. So Ooh, watching okay. it for this conversation was like a fresh watch. Um, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I love the folk horror, like, aspect of it. I felt like I was tuned all the way in. Like, I really was hanging on. I want to say hanging on the edge of my seat because I was really into, okay, so what is it? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And when we're introduced to what what the big not the big bad but like what is the center of focus and how it influences everyone in the room i'm like oh everybody is big horny okay yes i'm glad you said that because i mean if you watch the short it's pretty evident basically on the farm this couple carl and santa discovered that the old lady who owns it who is a widow her name is Anne. she's played by oda shoal and You know, they're basically there to do a kind of picket posting thing so that her sheep have a larger enclosure. And Mm -hmm. she's a little bit older, so she just needs the physical manual labor kind of help. But as soon as they arrive, she says, oh, also, I need you to look after this giant thing in the barn. And when you see it, I initially thought that it was either a tree or something else I discovered after looking into it, it's apparently meant to be a giant mushroom type creature. Mm-hmm. But like the way to look after this thing is basically to prod it so that semen comes out of it. 
I'm tuned all the way in. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I knew this was going to go left. As soon like, you know, when you're like taking in what's happening Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay. And especially when she prods it and then you see the, the stuff ooze out and like, three different movies just rolled across my mind because mm-hmm. um, I don't want to spoil it. I forgot that um, that movie on Netflix that has CM Punk in it that was really like semeny, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it was a few of them. Um, it was also, not to spoil too much, The Lighthouse. Right. It was, uh, a, I looped them all together, but when she says that it had a smell, I was immediately concerned. Ooh. I was like, what kind of I felt so childish for like three seconds. <laughs> I was like, no, everyone's in danger. Um, but I was really intrigued because if you just read the caption or whatever's going on, like the bio for it before pressing play, you obviously know the being that or the being or the thing that they come in contact with changes right. their relationship. It changes them. So I'm just like, okay. What's really going on? Is this like mm-hmm. a broke, like a couple who's like, I'm about to break up because, you know, we're not really intimate like this anymore? Mm-hmm. Or like, w- what's tea? Um, and then we see it unroll. I audibly yelled at the at the TV. Like I had it up on the big YouTube screen. Mm-hmm. Especially not to jump too far ahead after we see that Santa's like, you know, she starts exploring herself. I'm leaning in because I'm like, oh, come on, YouTube. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and but when she gets back to the bed and she's like, you know, the, the, the her partner, he's trying to, you know, they trying to get a little free. Right. And she's like, I'm not interested. I'm ready to go to bed. She literally tells him stop. So yes. no is no. That's a sentence. And he goes, but you're wet. I mm-hmm. yelled at the I said, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> yeah, because, uh, I mean, she she poked it and it oozed and she kind of like touched it. Like, folks, if you're not good with sticky substances, this is not the short for you because we just keep seeing these two people touching this shit and we are we've got like spider web style stickiness in between the fingers and so on. But mm-hmm. yeah, just the sheer act of touching it makes her then touch herself but when she goes to bed she is not sexually interested in her partner so even though he yeah observes that you know she is kind of primed she doesn't want to do anything with him and i just thought okay so is she horny for the mushroom or is it just making her horny but she's not actually interested in going there like this short fills you with questions the whole freaking time yeah, I feel like the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes also. <laughs> yeah, and I, look, once again, I'm tuned all the way in. It gives, um, it makes me think of Colorado Space. So it's just like people who are coming, like all kinds of films or stories or things that we come across where mm-hmm. like humans are coming in contact or humanoid creatures are coming in contact with different kinds of beings or light force that ultimately like change like alter our states Mm -hmm. whether it's like small or like dramatically like it could have been something that obviously you know how many couple stories do we see where ultimately like the couple's kind of going through something and Mm -hmm. then we see how they go so this is it but it was fun to see it in this aspect like i didn't know we was gonna go there i was a little scared at some parts i was like is this assault like (laughs) (laughs) what's going on but um I also wanted to, like, I don't know if you got a chance to. It made me think, like, is there something, like, a folklore that's deeper to this? Like, or is this just something that came out of this person's brain? 
Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm glad you said that because I thought the exact same thing. Part of me wondered if this was a specifically Norwegian idea and mm-hmm. we just were unaware of it because we're in North America. Sadly, the answer is no. Apparently, this came from the director, Simon Valentine's brother. So he he just had this idea for a mushroom that changed people's sort of sexual appetites and it just then went from there and the director made the short which is interesting but Mm. i will say my my biggest complaint about the short and i noticed that other people were saying this on letterbox and also on youtube is that Mm. the ending doesn't quite satisfy and i think part of it is that there's the great premise or the start of a mythology here but it doesn't get fully fleshed out by the end of the short and i think people are just left wanting because it is so tantalizing i as soon as it finished i just thought no come on i need more like Mm -hmm. i need a feature of this yesterday i really felt like yes to everything i felt like the ending was so abrupt Right. Yeah. Like we were getting into, I was too, my legs were crisscross applesauce mm-hmm. and I'm tuned into this story. I don't know what's going on here, but it felt like the start of something. Yes. And then we all were like, all right, cool. So see you guys at the exit. Like, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we're like, no, but we did. Oh, that's the mother fuck. Uh, and I'm just like, what a way to leave the room because mm-hmm. now we're wanting more. So if that was the goal, you right. you got it. You um, got it. but ultimately, like, all right, so JK, so where's the companion piece? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> where's part two? Because now I want to know where is this going? Like, what exactly mm-hmm. is this a metaphor for? I love that the discussions are open. Like, obviously, we got the sexual side. Are we just, you know, was this a story that somebody just wrote when they was on shrooms? What's going on? Like, <laughs> yes. because li- listen, I was like, okay, you know, someone is, you know, being influenced by something, whether mm-hmm. it's another being, whether it's some sort of psychedelic from the earth, it's something. And now it's it's altering not only one's individual state, but how two people are interacting with each other. It's like mm-hmm. amplifying what already existed. Right. And now we see someone go, go into like a cocoon site situation. Yes. Joe, I was looking at the TV like, we in utero? Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is going on? I, I felt like I needed a nap. That's what I was yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what? There's just, there's so much going on here. I'm going to suggest that we actually try to answer the questions that were posed from the top response on Letterboxd. So there's a viewer named Ashley, and her review is basically just a series of questions. So I'm going to propose that we try to answer the questions, and that'll help us to unpack exactly what's going on here. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So Ashley's first question, what is it exactly? I think it is a a psychedelic, non-earthly being. Okay. Yeah. We we should clarify, there is no certainty to any of these questions. Like, the short Mm -hmm. does not provide us with any kind of answer. So it's 100% how do you interpret it? How do you want to see it? So you're saying some kind of extraterrestrial, like it crash landed on the farm, and then Anna and her deceased husband maybe brought it to the barn, discovered its properties, fixed it up, kept it protected, and so on? Yeah, or something that's just really old. You know, things that just Mm. are old that are like, 
not necessarily with us now, but were once with us. Right. And so we don't really have their origin story, but we know it's beyond us. Mm. That's what it gives. So something okay. you should be in awe of, but also maybe afraid of. Right. Yeah. Ooh. That that's one of the things I really like about the tone of the short is that there's dread and apprehension and mm-hmm. not full scariness. Like I wouldn't say that the short is scary, but it's very much leading you to be apprehensive about what exactly is going on, what could happen as a result of touching this thing. But it also is like, maybe this is a good thing. You know, Anna introduces it to them by saying you need to take care of it because it protected the farm. So clearly Mm -hmm. she's been engaging with it for a long time. Yeah, but it also kind of gave like, this is what happens when you meddle in things mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to like oh. it, it kind of gives like you know it's it's given addiction it's mm-hmm. it's given a lot and i'm just like ultimately this 17 i didn't expect this 17 minutes to be so layered the way Mm-mm. it was no no and considering that we're still saying we need more because we have so many unanswered questions and there's so much potential like this is definitely one of the better shorts that i've watched in quite some time Oh, I agree. I agree. And there's been some fun ones. Like, there are mm-hmm. a lot of zombie things. <laughs> but I like this one. My qu- so, flip it back on you. What uh-huh. What do you think it is? Okay, so I didn't think extraterrestrial because of the nature of the short and the way we're talking about how city folk don't really understand the land and mm-hmm. they basically have been mistreating it. I thought that it was some kind of environmental response. Like... Uh, like maybe there used to be more of these things out in the country but city folk have developed the land they've taken it for granted they built it up and so this is some kind of either environmental response or it's one of these things that like you can only find it out in the country but it's a natural kind of growth mm-hmm. okay so ashley's next question what does it do so, Kat, how did you read this? Like, what do you think it's actually doing to Santa and Carl? I think it's definitely, like, luring the people in. The best way to explain it, well, a visual for everyone who's listening, because we mm-hmm. obviously know, is if they've seen, spoiler, tr- not trigger warning, but spoiler, spoiler, um, what is it, Batman, Batman and Robin, when mm-hmm. Poison Ivy's, like, whew, like blowing the stuff out of her palm, like the oh, pollen, yeah. and mm-hmm. all the people are in a trance. I think that's what's happening here, but we don't necessarily see the spores. Like, I think right. you're just standing by it. There's that influence. And mm. then, of course, when you're interacting with, with the, the liquids. Exactly. Yeah. That's oozing out. <laughs> that's oozing out. And, like, I mean, come on. We see at one point, like, the character's, like, licking it off his fingers. Oh, yes. I'm like, oh, come on, ASMR. Like, <laughs> oh. No. No, I, I, I put my hand on my chest. I said, we look. Well, I will say I I love that both Santa and Carl are affected by it because originally mm-hmm. Santa is the one who seems affected. And I thought, oh, is it just going to be, okay, so it's changing the girl's sexual appetite or the girl's physiology. So I like that it wasn't specifically gendered, although it does seem to have a different impact on the two of them. Absolutely. I just... It was effective because I, I want to know what other people... I need to go dig in the comments some more. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you, but I felt like 
was I supposed to be seeing what was going on? Like, of course, right. you're having like, you know, you're you're fantasizing and the fantasy may not be like what we perceive a fantasy. Like you just look up and next, you know, the person is aroused or they per- they are seen to be. And I'm like, what what's going on here? Like, mm-hmm. all, and then you think because you can tell that something's going on with this couple, like right outside of them just being at work. You would think this would bring them together. And yes. it kind of like does not exactly yeah like it drives them apart like i think it does a lot of more self-exploration to be quite honest mm-hmm. especially because that's what we literally see so i whatever it is it's turning the people out um right. and i'm very interested okay so follow-up question from ashley then mm-hmm. does carl have sex with it yeah yes and i think two became one Okay, interesting, because that is then the next question as well. Is that really Carl at the end? Or did this creature vegetation thing, which we learn is called the Tersmorkel in the short, Mm -hmm. did the Tersmorkel take his DNA and birth a new entity? I think it swallowed him up because then, I mean, that can be the case. But where where is Carl? Mm hmm. Yeah, is he just inside it? Is he gone? Is that him, but it's been changed on, you know, a a molecular level or something Mm -hmm. because of his interactions with it? Like, this is body horror, but it's subtle. I agree. And it also gives, for me, like, it makes me think of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It makes me think of the faculty. Oh, cocoons and stuff. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. Because I'm just like, we, yeah, we see, you know, split open. Because my first thought was, well, why do you look like that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It basically, like, it's like you think of all things. Um, You get that whole rebirth situation. And I'm like, so who is this new being? You're obviously influenced by whatever is going on inside the spores of the shroom. Mm -hmm. Are you still you? Because you right. seem like it they, It says in the comments, like, oh, the word primal is used. Um, mm-hmm. And then you see that when this person, like, you know, it, he's roaring. I was like, damn, what's going on? Like, <laughs> you see him kind of morphing in the shadows. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, yeah. But he's just, I don't know. Oh, the word moist. This, this. Um, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it comes up. So, like, I'm looking. I'm like, it's real damp in here. And mm-hmm. I know these are words that made people squirm a bit in their seat. But that's what this short was for me like i felt i don't know i had to look Mm -hmm. at myself (laughs) yeah and and the interesting thing is that as the short progresses the tersmorkel does change when we see carl and he seems to be changing there's a physicality to the actor that i really appreciated where it looks like he's adjusting to his new physicality or his new form as though he is maybe a new entity but we've also then seen the tersmorkel evolve or change like even every time we we get new shots of it it's not that we're seeing it from new angles but it does seem to be changing and sometimes you feel like you can see faces in it or crevices that are new and different like this is a living organism that seems Mm -hmm. to be changing to suit the environment or the people within that environment as the short progresses which i love because it is really subtle like you could mistake most of this for oh maybe it just looks a little different maybe i just don't remember how it looked the last time we saw it kind of deal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it reminded me of um it's not exactly obviously not like a a pillar it kind of is acting like one mm-hmm. but it reminded me of the like 
Are you going to say the Hellraiser statue. 3? Yes. Yes. That is exactly what I wrote in my notes. I was just like, yo, there were so many things, Joe, that was jumping out at me. And I was like, this is, is this the same thing? And it wasn't just that. It wasn't just the pillar. It was also this, the eroticism that's attached with it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you know, I might just, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of like all the things you've been covering with your, with your shows and stuff. Like, cause I know you're on like a thousand shows. So, and also some of those shows had crossovers, <laughs> <laughs> but all of them revolved around Hellraiser and I'm tuned in. But <laughs> what I'm saying is I am here. Like, it's subtle, but it's in your face. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, when we get to the in utero part, is this another world? Like, is this before right. we see him, like, jump out? Once again, you're, we're asking, like, is this the same person? Have y'all fused into a new person? What is this experience like? And where is this couple going? Like, do they break up? Mm-hmm. Are they just on the farm forever? Like, are there just, like, different beings who just walk around? Is this what happened to her husband? Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the, so okay. let's bring Ashley back in. Did <laughs> Anne's husband face the same fate as Carl, or did he just die from something else? Because as soon as we see what happens to Carl, I just immediately thought, didn't her husband just die? Is that like, is is this a pattern of behavior? You know, women seem to react in certain ways where they, they push away the men in their life, but then maybe the men just get eaten up by this thing. I see the vision and it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it just, oh God, once again, I need the companion piece. I right. know <laughs> <laughs> that it's probably that coming, but I'm just like, please, I need to know because it makes sense. It also gives like, it adds to a lot of stories. You're like, you know, men are weak and women are super strong willed. If that's mm-hmm. what's the message that's being portrayed here. Cool. But I ultimately feel like, there's so much more to this or it could be so much more to this. Right. Um, and ultimately, I'm thirsty. I kind of want to stand next to this room to see what the fuss <laughs> is about, too. I'm intrigued. They got me. Just maybe dip your fingers in. Maybe stick your fingers <sighs> in your mouth. And... I'm going to just stand close and smell because it was also like the fingers in the mouth stuff. You don't wanna, Did you wash your hands? <laughs> oh, boy. We are on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you can't just be putting your hands in it. Like, is the chicken coop right next to this? There was sheep outside. Mm, uh-huh. I have questions. Well, okay. So I'm glad you brought up the sheep because there is this significant moment where Santa is out working in the field. Carl is off probably being absorbed or brought back into utero or mm-hmm. transforming, transmorphing, whatever you want to say. But Anna climbs to the top of this trail and she's up on this ridge and she looks down and she sees this rotting lamb and Anne later tells her, oh, it's got alved sickness, which I don't know what that is, but this thing looks all maggoty and gross. And I just thought, is that because the shroom thing is not protecting the farm as well? Or is it that we need to feed Carl to it to continue the protection? Otherwise, the lambs get sick. Which then brings me to Ashley's last question. Was Anne planning this the whole time? And is this why Carl and Santa were invited to the farm? My answer is yes to all the things. <laughs> it, it just makes sense. There are right. no men on this farm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, like all the men folk, obviously we only see a, a handful of people, but I promise you, if we saw a few more, it might've been one who was probably the driver. Like, just mm-hmm. like in any, it, hello, what's the wicker man? 
the Let's Wicker bring Man, it back. Midsommar. Yeah. Hello. Like, I'm just, I'm thinking about it. And I, I'm, I, unfortunately, slash fortunately, I'm thinking about the remake where. Right. <laughs> the bees. <laughs> oh, the bees. Um, but it's the same concept. Like. Yes. The story of rebirth. We have to start afresh. We have to start anew. And we have to make sure we get there by any means necessary. So there's mm-hmm. going to be sacrifices. There's going to be tests to see who was the stronger out of the bunch. We saw that. And then ultimately, I feel like this just, you know, put another wedge in this relationship. Like, mm-hmm. I think this relationship is done. And oh. she's the new farm leader. Right. Yeah. I mean, the big question is less about what happens to Carl, if there even is a Carl anymore. My question is now, what happens to Santa? Like, is she corrupted does she stay on the farm with Anne because she's also under the sway or she's been sort of indoctrinated okay the two of us will keep this running mm-hmm. or is it like oh Anne's time is over and now santa has to take this over or is she just free to go because mushroom thing got her boyfriend and now it's satisfied i also have these questions i'm wondering if it's one or three like the free to go but i ultimately mm-hmm. feel like you know maybe you're guilt-ridden and right. everybody can't be like the way Maxine is perceived to be from the commercials. What commercials <laughs> in my mind, right? right. Um, but uh, no, but I feel like it gives that she ultimately stays there. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it was the the actor or how like the clothes is bulged. I'm like, is is Santa pregnant? Like maybe I'm just mm-hmm. jumping to conclusions. I don't know. But um, maybe that's just you know the way the stuff was laying. Who knows? But I really feel like she stays on the farm. Let the saga let the saga continue. Right. Yeah, I don't know. There's just there's so much going on here. And I love how there's not a ton of dialogue in this. Like this is very visual storytelling. I do want to give a quick shout out to the cinematographer because I thought that this was stunning and gorgeous. You know, this farm is very oppressive and vaguely threatening. But the way that it's shot by Torfin Ronning Sanderud, this is gorgeous and dark and mysterious and even the interior shots of the barn like the way that the tersmarkle is lit is just exactly what it needs to do to inspire Mm -hmm. a sense of awe and dread and like i think that this short has a really good vibe factor to it Mm mm-hmm I agree. Um, I'm I'm rewatching the end part now, and so mm-hmm. when you see the scene after like the rebirth and everything, right. the lighting very low. It doesn't show that obvious like it's like a candle, but it gives like it's candle lit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of warm, and the being is like the center focus. All while everybody's still kind of around it, but you could tell who's owning the room, right. I love the aerial shots. I'm a sucker for aerial shots. Like me if you too. just show me like scene, I'm like, oh, it's so nice. It's- Mm-hmm. It could be a dead body laying down. Like, obviously, we just saw, like, the corpse of a sheep. But then I'm like, oh, look, look at these beautiful trees. But it helps us to understand the geography, right? Like, Correct. The relevance to the land. Everything about the short is about how the city people have become disillusioned or they're not connected to the land. And at the end, we even say things like nature is terribly ugly, but it is also good. And it's a house and it's a home. And I'm tuned all the way in. You're absolutely right. It sets the tone for everything because this mm-hmm. is the importance. We're changing it up and we're seeing how our life is now different now that we're made. Not before we interacted with the being and all the weird stuff during and afterwards. 
Um, and then once again, for all the people who are like me, like it's just, you know, beautiful gowns, y'all. Beautiful shots. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks good. It feels good. It's nice and cool. Like you could tell it's cold in the air. You could tell like the air is crisp. Mm-hmm. I'm once again, it does what it needs to do. I am immersed in the story. Right. I, I see the vision. I see the vision. So we've referenced a bunch of other films that are sort of companion pieces. There's one other one that I immediately gravitated to. I'm not sure if you've seen this one, but it's called The Untamed. It's a Mexican film where people find a tentacle creature in a barn and it's the same kind of idea where they're, they're sexually attracted to it. But once they have slept with it, the pleasure is so good that they can never engage sexually with another human being because the experience is just less than it's unsatisfying and how it basically screws up everybody. I have not seen that, but now I'm interested. It's a, it's a Mexican film and it does have a lot to do with like toxic masculinity and the kind of machismo that goes with the culture. Like, unfortunately, a lot of us refer to it as, oh, it's the, the sexy tentacle movie, which oversells how much of the creature you will actually see when you do see it it is a plus but it's fleeting but i would definitely recommend it because it's engaging with a lot of similar themes to this short okay i see it's on two before but free so Mm -hmm. that's where they can find me (laughs) there you go free is good shout out to you okay well kat do you have any other final thoughts about tisselboo uh that it was a wonderful way to spend 17 minutes in in a couple seconds um mm-hmm. i thought that once again that this was a really good short i really feel like there should be a companion piece if one is not being thought about or in the works if the right people are listed i'm looking you in the eyes please mm-hmm. the, the people have questions or at least just go into the comments and answer questions <laughs> <laughs> ashley has questions we need to help ashley get ashley the answers because we need to know what's going on so we can read you know as they do the research and no like i think this was really good i like seeing shorts or stories where like obviously once again it's another story where it's about a couple and they're going through a thing and that's Mm -hmm. cool like we know a lot of these you know sometimes the couples come out on top and sometimes they're not so successful but this wasn't all like gloom and doom Mm -hmm. um and grim and i love those but this was a nice um direction so please check it out check out the short tisaboo Absolutely. Yeah, this is a big recommendation from both of us. If nothing else, the level of polish in terms of the production value, direction, cinematography, and all that kind of stuff, it's A+. plus. So even though, yeah, I feel like a bunch of people may pause because, ooh, we're saying give us 17 minutes. This isn't four. It's not seven. It's not 10. This, to me, absolutely flew by. And I would honestly, seriously, happily watch a 90-minute version of this. Oh, yeah, I definitely would. I do see the people be like, eh, this gives like, you know, um, the, the, what's the, the next level horror where people are like, what's that? What do they call it? Like intellectual horror, some mess. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll fuss about it later because anytime oh, yeah. someone's like, oh, my eyes. I, I, I don't know what you're referring to, so I, I can't help you. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. I'll I'll get with you because the the name escapes me now, but I'll be back in like three days and I'm going to message you like, Kat, what is that? But I'm telling you that <laughs> it, it's with the people like, this is like, man, I'm like, no, like this was a good watch. Yeah. And if you are a person that did not enjoy The Lighthouse and you're like, well, why would you compare it to that? Some of the weird best parts of The Lighthouse was this was this short. 
mm-hmm. um, promise you. Yeah. Willem Dafoe fucking a creature up near <laughs> the light. We're there. Uh, yeah. We're there. It was, uh, I, I wrote in my notes, I was like, um, another movie where someone is sexually attracted to like a statue is being like, okay, well. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's just, it's not so weird. Like, it's not the, the weirdest or wildest thing I've ever seen, but this is very out there. Like, it's different from a lot of the other things that I've seen, even though we've made comparisons to a bunch of other texts. And folks, hopefully you've been taking notice that most of the texts we've been comparing it to are really good. This is true. Write it down, y'all. Mm-hmm. Tissle boo. Tissle boo. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Joe. This was a really good pick. <laughs> You know what? I think we got lucky with this one, but uh, I will happily take credit for it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Kat, if people want to chat more with you about this or any other ultra short, because you mm-hmm. and Jazz are seriously the horror short connoisseurs. Oh, my gosh. Can we put that on like a hat, like a little like party hat? Because I would want to wear that. <laughs> yeah, like, talk to me about horror shorts. I will engage with you happily. <laughs> no, seriously. And if you if you're like, girl, where can I find you? You could find me on Literally Girl That Scary All The Things. I think my actual handle is like Danny the Kid 2Ds on most stuff. But mm-hmm. girl, that's scary on all the things. Um, shout out to you, Joe, because that's so kind. But yeah, we love shorts over there, whether it's on Alter or on other platforms or if they're pushed out individually by the creators themselves, we're always tuned in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if folks want to get a hold of me, you can do so at B Stole My Remote. And that's the letter B. And of course, we'll thank the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. But uh, I think that's it for my two runs. So, Kat, you'll be back next week to talk about a new short with a new person. But uh, until yes. then... I don't know. Don't touch the mushroom thing in the shed and then put your fingers in your mouth. No. Yeah. Keep your hands to yourselves, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is that's what they are doing. They're taking their hands and putting it in themselves. Keep them in your pockets. Don't take them out of your pockets or clasp them behind your back because (laughs) keep them in your pockets. Safety first. Scream Pod Squad.